good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? Welcome to 2023's Thanksgiving edition of Holding Fast. Uh, It's been some time since I've been able to podcast, but I wanted to take this opportunity on what is arguably one of the most special days of the year, at least in the United States, uh, that has been designated as a day of great thanksgiving and gratitude, a day when many families get together and they engage in eating enormous amounts of food. Uh, and uh, they spend time with family, and they just catch up with each other, and and hopefully spend a little bit of time giving God thanks for the things that He's done for them and the blessings that He's poured out on us. I was thinking of that this morning, even in my own devotional time. I was reading the Scripture, and I don't know if it's because it hits you in a certain way on Thanksgiving like this, but. The passage that was designated in my Bible reading schedule for today is found in 1 John chapter 3. And this passage uh, perhaps struck me in a little bit different way today. And I said, let me podcast about this because maybe it'll be a blessing to you as well. It's actually in conjunction with a Wednesday night devotional that I gave recently in our church family. Uh, in which I was talking about the the uh, the topic of joy, about what you would give for joy, uh, and I remarked to our folks at that time that uh, uh, the amount people spend on vacations and luxury items and entertainment and and unfortunately even stimulants sometimes tells you that the cost is quite staggering about what somebody will give for joy. And yet it never seems to be enough. It seems to be very fleeting. It seems to be very elusive in the world that we live in today. And so it's something that ought to be really thought about because, let's be honest, for most people, joy just seems to be just out of reach and never found. It just doesn't seem to stick around. It's brief and very fleeting. And so this time of the year when we're giving thanks and talking about joy, Ironically, as you come into the holiday season, it's a time when many people find that joy is just out of their reach. It seems to be very elusive. Uh, We're stressed. There's not much time to get things done. Uh, I don't know if you've got all your Christmas shopping done. Is everything even prepared for Thanksgiving celebration today? Uh, There's a lot to do, uh, and many are pressed for for time and money. And on top of that, quite frequently, there are family conflicts that can arise and just a lot of things that seem to, uh, if we're not careful, uh, uh, cause our joy to evaporate. But my suggestion is to you today from my reading of my devotional time in 1 John 3, and in my study of this throughout uh, the New Testament and throughout the years, that even in the middle of all these things, a true believer can have genuine joy. I mean, that which is authentic, it's real. And it sounds weird, uh, but there is a book that was written not too long ago that I benefited from by a man named Bill Farley. And uh, his book is entitled The Secret of Spiritual Joy. Uh, And in that book, he notes that joy is possible because it's actually a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I gave that devotion a few days ago, and then I'm reading this morning in my devotional time, and listen to these verses from the Apostle John. Behold, what manner of love 
the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Now, I'm just going to stop there. That's halfway through verse 1. And I want to note for you today that this seemed to be the attitude of all the apostles, the disciples that had walked with Christ, uh, that they are identifying the source of what genuine joy is all about. We know that Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 uh, tells us, instructs us, that joy is one of the first three fruits of the Spirit that's listed there in those verses, telling us that joy is not something that comes from getting something new or it's not always a, a bubbly effervescence to our personality, but but rather, because let's be honest, there are times when it doesn't feel you don't always feel that exuberant happiness. But there are times when it's inexplicable how it flourishes. Joy will flourish even when your present circumstances are bitter or they're very difficult and maybe when you don't even feel good. Well, throughout the New Testament, the books of First Peter, and of course, one I've been preaching through recently, the book of James, the Bible connects joy with trials and sorrows and affliction. James says, count it all joy when you meet, not if you meet, but when you meet all kinds of trials, trials of various kinds. 2 Corinthians 6.10, Paul described himself as, quote, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. In the very next chapter, in 1 Corinthians 7.4, he said, I am afflicted, yet overflowing with joy at the same time. And so, according to Farley, spiritual joy is like a, a heat-seeking missile. It pursues those who walk in the Holy Spirit. It, it is part of who you are. And he took time in his book to examine that, but I'm only going to highlight one thing today. And it was reiterated to me in 1 John 3. What kept the disciples, what kept the Apostle Paul, though in time of trial and affliction, time of stress, time of difficulty in life, kept him in the midst of all of that, with an overflowing joy in his life. I think it's what the Apostle John touches on here in 1 John chapter 3, and that is this, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. He says in the next verse, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we shall know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, I think when I read the life of Paul and even John, I think that the primary motivating factor that uh, that that uh, uh, that uh, exuded or or prompted, that's the better word, prompted gratitude and thanksgiving is the fact that the Apostle Paul knew what he actually deserved. If you've read the life of Paul, you will remember that he was not always Paul. At one time, he was the persecutor of the church named Saul. And he always in his testimonies would, would give witness to the fact that he didn't deserve any of God's mercy. And I think that the motivating joy factor in Paul's life and even in the Apostle John's life 
when he says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. He's really staggered by the fact that the God of all eternity would love him, knowing what he really is. I mean, Paul's rightful inheritance should have been death and judgment, but Jesus died in his place, so he never actually got what he deserved. Therefore, no matter how bad his circumstances, no matter how bad things looked, he was always continually thankful. It was a, it was a simmering under the surface sense of abiding contentment and gratitude, and he was possessed of real spiritual joy. That's the secret of spiritual joy for believers. It's gratitude to God because it heads off. Heads you off from grumbling and self-pity. So today, the holiday rush begins. It'll be a mad dash from the last week of November until a little after New Year's. So thankfully, it's all kicked off by this special day of Thanksgiving. Today, uh, the world is in a state of great woe. Uh, Maybe your circumstances are topsy-turvy. But I want to remind you that when you go through these ups and downs, you can have joy when you have a fresh grasp on gratitude. The finished work of Christ has prov- provided you with, a, with powerful, unchanging reasons to be grateful. Praying today that you'll have a great Thanksgiving, that you'll never fail to reflect where your gratitude will come from, and that is a meditative contentment and satisfaction and appreciation for what Christ has done for you on the cross. God bless you. Have a marvelous Thanksgiving. We'll see you in the next podcast.